During Summer League, Bulls president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnashover, talked about the importance of Patrick Williams taking the leap for the team next season. We're going to talk about who's more likely to break out next season, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, and even rookie Julian Phillips. We're also going to talk about what the Bulls could look to do with DeMar DeRozan this season, whether extend him or wait to play it out in free agency, and how both could benefit the Bulls. We're going to get to all that, plus more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, we want to talk about who's more likely to break out this season. That's if any of them break out. But when you look at the Bulls and not really making the big level deals that really change the core drastically, we already know what the big to medium three of the, the Bulls of Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic bring, right? They played the most minutes together of any three-player combination in the league last season. So, as I've been talking about, the Bulls, in the, with their free agent acquisitions, it looks to improve kind of in those margin areas. But if the Bulls are going to make a considerable step up next season, it has to come via some of their young players, one or some of their young players, kind of breaking out next season. Now, that's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. I want to be clear here, but I do want to talk about who is the most likely candidate to break out. And we're going to start off with Kobe White. Just getting paid three years, $36 million, I think it was, which with incentives that can push into $39 million per year. Um, but ultimately, we saw Kobe White grow extremely well in certain areas of his game. Basically, everything but scoring Kobe White was consistent at the whole season. You look at his defense. You look at him, uh, his dribbling and, and being able to take players off the dribble a little bit more, getting to the rim, right? Um, his passing was better. He was just overall better decision-making, and that defense stepped up considerably for him. Now, if, if Kobe White can add in the scoring potential that we saw to the improvements he already had last season, we're talking about somebody who can be a perennial six-man-of-the-year candidate if Kobe White can put that all together. And I'm sure the Bulls are hoping he makes that next step as well. But the fact of the matter is, we don't even know the role that Kobe's going to be playing for sure next year. While I have been very consistent in thinking that Javon Carter is going to be the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls next year, let's be clear here. Kobe White still absolutely can grab that position. And I do expect going into training camp and preseason, it's probably going to be an open battle for that starting point guard position, much like last season. Now, hopefully whoever wins it in preseason this season ends up holding on to it for the for the the majority of the season you know of course barring health or anything like that and so ultimately Kobe White could still be the starting point guard for the Bulls next season now that presents its own issues and how we'd have to kind of adapt and change his game to playing with ball dominant players in in DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White for the majority of I'm sorry and Zach Levine for the majority of his minutes but he it's not something that he can't necessarily grow in and I, I honestly think while we, we started off Kobe at point guard to start his NBA career, I do think that this version of Kobe that we saw last season is probably more adept to be a starting point guard than what we saw ever before. It's just how the Bulls decide to use him, right? Do they decide to bring him in as that lead guard off the bench with his defense and scoring ability so he can kind of have everything go through him at times? Or do they put him in there? Does he earn that starting role? That's really the biggest thing. But if his scoring can stand out, Kobe White could really 
help this push this Bulls team considerably further, especially the three-point shooting ability that we've seen Kobe White be able to have. He's always been a streaky shooter, probably always going to be streaky to a degree, but if he can just be a little bit more consistent in those areas, with, like I said, with that defense and the other things that he's already shown he could bring out a consistent basis, Kobe White helps the Bulls exponentially if he's able to grow in those areas. Next up, though, we're going to talk about Patrick Williams. And it seems like every year now, for the last two years in a row, we've had the same conversation with Patrick Williams. Yes, the season prior to last season, he did get injured early in the season, ends up coming back at the end of the season. And then this past season, he's the starting power forward to start. Ends up losing that position twice, really. Gets it back the first time because Devontae Green gets hurt, and he comes right back into that starting lineup, and then eventually loses it to Alice Crusoe. Now, regardless of what role Patrick Williams does play on this team, it all comes down to Patrick Williams being more assertive, right? Yes, I want to see him be given more opportunities as well in the offense to have things play call, plays called for him. But even with that said, right, he has to be more assertive. He has to make his presence felt, felt in the game for the whole game. Yes, defense, we already know. I've quoted it a lot of times. A lot of you guys had. The least scored on player in the NBA last season was Patrick Williams. We know what he can bring defensively. But the fact of the matter is this. For the Bulls to take a, a next step, we need more from Patrick Williams than that. And the Bulls as well. They are putting dogs around Patrick Williams at that same position that he's going to have to step up. You know, you talk about signing Torrey Craig, right, and bringing him in. And while Torrey Craig absolutely does not have the ceiling and should not be a better player than Patrick Williams, you look at just his ability to come in and fill a role, his ability to thrive within that role, his ability to not back down and he's not going to shy away from taking open shots. And then you have a young guy now behind him as well in Julian Phillips, who we'll talk about here in this list as well. But if Julian hits that defensive potential that many people see for him, listen, and, and he's a, a more adept at not you know shying away in offensive moments, I tell you what, it could put some pressure on Patrick Williams, and that's not even to mention players like Justin Lewis, Adama Sinago, right, Terry Taylor if he's here. The fact of the matter is this. We can't keep waiting on Patrick Williams, and while I do think he's going to get a second contract with the Chicago Bulls, eventually that role, that expectation for him is going to become so low that he's, he's I don't know if he can overcome it, right? Patrick Williams has to find a way to be more assertive on the offensive side of the ball. He has to be more consistent. and and. The way that Patrick Williams can find opportunities offensively is go after and getting the ball. Offensive rebounds, yes. Billy Donovan's system is to go and set up on defense almost immediately after an offensive shot goes up. But if Patrick Williams even can follow up his shots a couple more times than what he did last season, you're gaining more opportunities that way. Pat is going to have to show that he deserves and can thrive in a role that, that calls for him getting more touches. He has not done that yet. Now, I've said it and I've quoted this week before. When Patrick Williams gets double-digit shot attempts, he still averages like, it's like 15, 8, and 6, something like that. It's a really good stat line. But overall, yeah, that that is cool to be able to say. That's cool to be able to hang your hat on. But we need that more consistently from Patrick Williams, period. Pat has to find a way to be more assertive. Pat has to find a way to sustain a level of play. We need to be able to bet on outside of just his defense, night in and night out, and you know, really, that's the hardest thing to unlock. It seems like Kobe White unlocked a, a different mentality last season, even hearing his post-season pre um, post presser last season when the season ended. Kobe has unlocked something mentally that Pat has not yet. Now, still a very young kid, 21 years old. I still think he's 21 uh, and still has a lot to show. But, uh, but eventually, 
you can keep saying he's young for so long. You have to show something. There are young players in this league that come in day one with the mentality we need Patrick Williams to have. And I'm not, that's not an indictment on Pat. We know he has the talent, but potential only gets you so far. Pat has to be more assertive. And if he does that, I definitely think he can have a breakout year for Pat. And a breakout year for Pat really would look at look like this. If Patrick Williams can average 16 points per game, somewhere around that, 15 to 16 points per game, getting about six to seven rebounds per game, and I'll even say two to three assists. I want it more towards four or five. That would be the type of season that we need to see from Pat to remind everyone and for him to show, hey, no, I'm here, I'm going to be part of this roster, and I'm going to be a factor for the Chicago Bulls team. That's what I would like to see from Pat this upcoming season. Next up, Dalen Terry. Now, coming off a very disappointing summer league, one in which he said he's there to get shots up. And the biggest thing for Dalen Terry would be this come in and be so good defensively that Billy Donovan has to play you. That's where you need to make your, your name for yourself. And in playing solid defensively, that can get you out in transition. That can get you those easy buckets. That can get you those passes that you can do out in transition to your open teammates. If Dalen Terry is going to have a chance to break out this, this year and even earn a role, that's the first thing, right? He has to earn a role first. He has to, he's not going to be given anything. There are dogs around you, bro. Uh, it just is, right? And and if Dalen wants it, if Dalen wants to prove the naysayers now and Bulls fans that try to say, hey, Dalen isn't an NBA-level talent, he has to come out and show it. He has to earn a role. Let your defense guide you, right? If that's the thing that you hang your hat on, that's the thing you feel most confident. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It can, it can be the most consistent in. Dalen Terry has to come in the training camp and be so amazing defensively that it forces Billy Donovan to play. That's it. And then let that defensive ability start feeding in your confidence in other play, other places. Like I said, if you're extremely active defensively, especially getting turnovers like we know Dalen Terry can get at that point in time, it gets you easy buckets on the other side of the ball, which then can build up that confidence offensively. He still needs to work on that shot, but if he can play solid defense, get out in transition, and hit his open shots at a decent rate, Dalen Terry can earn a, earn a role. But we can't talk about Dalen Terry earning a role on this team until we talk about, I'm sorry, breaking out on this team, until we talk about Dalen Terry getting a role on this team. And right now, listen, we I, I can see a role for Dalen Terry. I can see how his skill set can, can call for him to get that, but you have to prove it on the court. All the potential in the world, much like with Patrick Williams, ain't going to get you nothing. You got to show it. And that's what Dalen Terry needs to focus on coming into training camp. Next up, Julian Phillips. Much like the same thing with Dalen Terry. Is there going to even be a role in year one for Julian Phillips? And if it is going to be one, his energy and defense are going to be the things that get him there, right? When you look at, especially with Patrick Williams kind of sometimes being up and down, right? If, Dalen, if, if Julian Phillips can come in and show right away, hey, coach, if nothing else, you're going to be able to trust me to rebound 
defend and get out in transition. I'm about to yam it on some people's heads. Julian Phillips has that has that opportunity to maybe fill that DJJ role to where if you stay ready, you're going to get an opportunity. And if you play well in those opportunities, that role can increase, especially in certain matchups. But I'm not really expecting Julian Phillips to break out in year one. But more importantly than this, if Julian can earn, earn a role in his first year, that's a good sign in the right direction for Julian Phillips. And I do think he has the mentality for it. I think he has the defensive skill set for it. But overall, I just, I'm not ready to, to, to predict any type of rookie and Billy Donovan coach team really breaking out in a meaningful way. But hopefully we can see those flashes from Julian Phillips heading into next season. Now, I know there are other players, Adama Sinago, Justin Lewis, but you guys know, two-way contract players, I really don't expect to play a lot, especially for Billy Donovan. But again, watching those guys, we're going to have the, the G League report. I'm going to be dropping one weekly episode. I'm probably going to try to do it like Sunday nights. So I, I'm, I've been trying to work that out, like catch up on all the G League games uh, for the Windy City Bulls uh, for, the, for the previous week on that Sunday night. We'll see how that does. But, you know, ultimately, Julian Phillips, I like him. I just don't know with Billy Donovan, especially bringing in vets like it's like a Tory Craig, if he's going to be given that opportunity away. But, hey, maybe don't wait for it to be given to you. Go out there and snatch it, young fella. But, all right, before we get into the – well, not nah, we're going to go ahead and transition to the next topic, and that is – what, the, what are the Bulls going to do with, with DeMar DeRozan? Now, we've already heard what he can sign up to an extension. He can get an extension upwards of $100 million overall over the course of that contract. I don't know if the Bulls lock in a player of, of DeMar DeRozan's age at that, at that contract, even if they do extend him. I expect it to be kind of more of a team-friendly contract if he's willing to accept that. But I do look at DeMar DeRozan and wonder, what do the Bulls do with DeMar this season? And again, this is not to say that they should do any one of these things. It's just to present the options available. And of course, the first option is to look to move them by the trade deadline, especially maybe if the Bulls are struggling, not winning, something like that. If they look to move DeMar DeRozan, what can they get back? Can they get a first-round pick back? Probably a late first-round pick. If they get anything back, do they use that salary to aggregate and get multiple players back at that level? Maybe a young player, right? for a team that's willing, that's trying to contend now, that is absolutely an option. Now, as we go forward, I think that option becomes less and less. You look at, I just think, look at AK and say, hey, continuity has been his bet. I don't say that to necessarily use that continuity joke that we used all last season. But at the end of the day, DeMar DeRozan is 33 years old. And if the Bulls are going to lock him in, and I think his style of game as well is one that you can see DeMar playing for another two, three, four years potentially, and still playing at a, at a really high level for him in the way that his game has gone. Not really based off athleticism anymore, even though he can still and will yam it on some, on some people's heads uh, times in transition. But if the Bulls do look to move something, and we've already heard the asking price for Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan could be on the trade block by, the, by mid midseason if, again, as we know with AK, is that if he gets back the value he sees for a player, we don't really know what that value set at yet. But if he gets that value and an offer that, he may he may consider it. I don't think it's likely, though, and I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to, you know, not like hearing that, but it is an option. The second option, it's to extend it, right, to lock him into the most friendly deal that you can. Yes, DeMar DeRozan can re-sign on a deal that I think is about $146 million. I do not expect him to get that. I just don't. But when you look at, um, you know, locking him in, having a veteran presence there, um, you've already, you know, paid him for several years now. And so I look at, the, the, the possibility of extending DeMar, keeping this core even further together, it really would come down to this. Are we winning? I do think that if the Bulls start off having a point guard at the start of the season, and if they play much more like they did at the start of the season when we first got Lonzo and DeMar, 
we could absolutely see a DeMar contract extension announced fairly early into the season. Now, I'm not necessarily guaranteeing that, and I don't have kind of a figure or a number that I think would be perfect to keep DeMar at, but I do think that there is that potential to extend DeMar, lock him in, try to get him on a cap-friendly deal to where if you do have to move him eventually, you can move him, right? So that that's the extend option looking at DeMar DeRozan. And then the last option is let him become an unrestricted free agent. Now, the way that this benefits the Bulls in a, in a couple of ways. We're about to get a little nerdy on here, so if you don't like salary cap talk, things like this, this next part of the conversation may not be for you. But if the Bulls let DeMar DeRozan become an unrestricted free agent, they're looking at being $47.5 million below the luxury tax line. And they can also be, depending on what they do with their other contracts, you know, maybe delaying, extending Patrick Williams, things like that, they can have $23.8 million in practical cap space next season. Keep in mind, that's actual cap space to go out there and sign somebody or absor- absorb somebody into your, into your cap space as well. Another thing that the Bulls could look to do, do with that is that if they pair following the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo Ball with that, you're then looking at going from having $23.8 million in practical cap space to $43.8 million in true cap space to where you can look again. Yes, the free agent class for next season isn't the best, but you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a free agent. At that point, you can absorb contracts into your cap space as well. So that's what the Bulls are really looking at. Now, even that $23.8 million is still with DeMar DeRozan's cap hold on the books, meaning that if, they, if DeMar was to sign with another team, that cap hold being removed would free up even more space, but the Bulls would have that space to, to, to operate in, and then they could look to re-sign DeMar DeRozan after they use the practical cap space to then maybe go further into, into being over the cap but below the luxury tax. The Bulls also earn, own their own first-round pick next season, right? So if they kind of pair that with their cap space and try to make a move at the, at the, uh, in the draft or something like that, that's where the Bulls will have the most flexibility. The Bulls are shaping up to have some flexibility next season in free agency. The biggest question is, are they going to use it? And is that the, que- the, the path that they end up going? So I think that there are things that benefit with letting DeMar hit unrestricted free agency, even if you still do plan on retaining DeMar DeRozan, right? It's not like this season with Vooch. This season with Vooch, we didn't have practical cap space. So it made more sense to go ahead and lock Vooch in, right? That's what you, why you saw the Bulls do that with Kobe and Vooch, get them locked in early. With next season, the Bulls having practical cap space, it can really change the thought process and how they go about free agency quite considerably if they allow DeMar to just become an unrestricted free agent. But let me know what you guys think. When you look at DeMar DeRozan's situation, what would you do with DeMar DeRozan considering kind of the options and the scenarios I laid out in front of you guys on this episode, I would love to hear from you guys on that. You can also leave it. We got uh, mailbags coming up the next two days, so you guys can definitely sound off on those as well. And if you're going to leave a comment for a mailbag, just make sure you put mailbag in front of your comment on the YouTube channel. But that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773 773- 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like lights in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.